Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. How you doing, Daniel? Awesome, Logan. How long has it been? It's been a minute. It has been a minute, but I am glad to be back on with you. We had, we had, uh, I had, I was on with Quint, I think, for an episode last week. Allie came in and rock star, stinking killed it. So yeah, we have a mix now. We have four people in the rotation. I love it. So listeners, uh, I guess when they submit their question, if they haven't been able to tell by now, they should not just say, "Hey, Quint and Daniel." Yeah, it's the DIY Money team. DIY Money team. Yep. So and it DIY. can't even be the DIY Money Bros because it was for a while. No. No more. No more DIY Money Bros. No. Yeah. Did we re? Did you guys figure out what to do with Bro Talk? Yeah. I no. We don't. We don't have a good name for it yet. We need. We need. Um. Like comments. We need reviews. We definitely need reviews. But give us some reviews. Tell Allie how good of a job she's doing. Mm-hmm. Go on uh, Apple Podcasts. Give us those five stars. Those really help the show significantly and, and just helps us out along the way. People talk. People talk. <laughs> <laughs> We've used that P quite a bit. <laughs> That's not going to work. With our uh, our sponsor, um, Jewel Financial. So we always want to mention um, our sponsor. Obviously, that's that's where we work. That's what we do every day. Where we're working with people, helping them build out financial plans and and save for their their goals in their future. Daniel, what are what did that you... have to do with P? Well, because we always say powerful planning for people. Oh, true. That's our that's like our motto now. And they can find out more at poweryourplan.com. Booyah! Bam! There you go. Also a P. <laughs> well. Power, not bam. Nice setup, Daniel. So are you doing anything this summer? Any fun plans? Any any things? You have fun stuff coming up. I have a bike ride coming up. I feel like every time we talk, I have a bike ride coming up. You always have a bike ride. I ride well, my that's bike a how lot. You, that's what you do. That's what I so do. So you have an outdoor bike ride? Uh, Yeah. I don't know when this is going to air, so it might have already happened. Just what are you going to do? So <laughs> Memorial Day, there's a local century that's really popular, so I'm going to do that. A local century, so you're 100 miles? Yes, century meaning 100. Okay, that was a fancy... That was like Allie saying the red last week, um, so you, that's your... Century's not fancy. It kind of is. Like, if you're not a biker, you're not... Oh, I'm going to do a century this weekend. What? Okay. <laughs> so you do 100 miles. Is it like hilly? Is it flat? Is it roads? I've actually never ridden this one before. Okay. And I've never ridden these roads before because it's on the north side of Lexington, uh, Georgetown, Paris, all of that. Wow. Uh, I've always wanted to do this one, and I've never done it for some reason. So I think it's just rolling. I've never been up there. I like the horse park and stuff. I think okay. it's just rolling. Okay, cool. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you'd call that hilly. I don't know. Have you been in that area? Well, it depends where you're from. I mean, if you're from... If you're from, like, <laughs> Illinois and Iowa, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my gosh, there's mountains. <laughs> but yeah. if you're from Denver right. or California, as I found out, because a month ago I biked in Santa Barbara... Oh, man. ...up a mountain... <laughs> And there was nothing flat. But with the love and support of my friends and family, I got back on the bike, and I won the Tour de France five times in a row. So the hills of Kentucky are not going to be as bad as some of your other hikes, which I'm going to Asheville this weekend uh, with my wife to take a trip, and you climbed Mount Mitchell sometime last year, On right? a bike, not actually climbed. Yes, on, on a bike. Yeah, yes. so. yeah, last July. It was my first time up Mount Mitchell. It was super fun. So we're going to drive Mount Mitchell probably and be like, wow. You're going to get bored crazy person. <laughs> on your drive up thinking, how long would it take to bike this? And you're going to want to bike it. I will not. 
actually want to bike it. I can do the hikes. I, I love hiking and going to see waterfalls and different things. But yeah, there's no way I'm there's no way I'm biking that. Yeah. Well, speaking of diversifying your geography. <laughs> What Good about question. today's question? Good question today from Anita. All right, Anita, what do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY Money. My name is Anita, and I'm calling from Virginia. I love the show, and I've been listening for the past eight months and catching up on old episodes. My questions relate to the federal government retirement plan known as the Thrift Savings Plan. The TSP has five fund options in addition to life cycle funds. I'm looking at allocating my investments between the C, S, and I funds, which are index funds that track the S&P 500, Dow Jones, and the MSCI EAFE index, respectively. I've seen a couple of different allocation recommendations on the internet, but wanted to know what percentage you recommend for someone with 30-plus years till retirement and open to high risk. I have a separate Roth IRA that I started maxing out two years ago and have allocated between the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund and the Vanguard Total International Stock Index Fund. Additionally, I have about seven grand in a previous jobs 401k. All the contributions are in a non-Roth account in a target date fund. Do you recommend rolling that money into the TSP? Thank you so much for your time. All right. So Fun the, fact about Virginia. What's that? The Blue Ridge Parkway, okay. which is what goes up to Mount Mitchell, yep. continues on into Virginia. So Look you can... You ride one road all the way from mount mitchell to virginia it's almost like we coordinate the and i'm gonna say the word the bro talk with the actual question but we don't at all we just come in here yeah it just we flow i like it well i know there's a lot of parts to this and and i just want to preference answering this question to we can't give specific advice so if you were someone that came into our office worked into our wealth development program and we started talking more about your specific plan we build out a plan for you we work with you continue going forward then we could give specific advice but we can't on this podcast uh, that's just the rules mostly so, cuz we don't know your entire situation yeah we don't know the entire situation and we don't know every different part of it. Mm-hmm. But we will do our best to kind of answer it. So yeah. general education and maybe a rule of thumb or two. Yeah. Maybe. So talk a little bit more about what the TSP is. And I know she mentioned the fund lineups briefly, but talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Too. So the Thrift Savings Program, which is the government, it's basically like the government 401k. Yeah. It's actually a really good program compared to a lot of 401ks because the investment options are super simple. Yeah. So basically you can pick a target date fund. Or you can pick from a lineup of really simple, straightforward, um, basically index funds. Mm-hmm. And they're not terribly fancy. They all have a letter associated with them, which makes it slightly confusing. Or just, I mean, instead of having a name, right. they have a letter. So like the G fund and mm-hmm. S fund and yeah. I fund and stuff like that. So that can be a little bit confusing. But other than that, it's pretty simple because you have six funds, I believe, without looking at it right at the moment. Uh, six funds that you can choose from, or you put it into the target date fund. If you put it in the target date fund, it's going to allocate you based upon your age and supposed risk tolerance for your age, and then it's going to adjust that throughout time. So if you decide to work for the government for the next 30 years, it'll eventually go, it'll shift your allocation from uh, you know primarily stocks when you're younger to m- a much greater stock bond mix right. when you're older, right. which is just, a again, a rule of thumb to take sort of reduced volatility as you get closer to retirement. As we talked about in previous episode, not necessarily reduced risk, but probably reduced volatility. Now, 
what I like about it is just how simple the funds are. So you can pick your asset mix, and some people decide to do that, or just pick the fund that associates with your estimated retirement date to the closest year. And I think they're in five-year, pretty sure they're in five-year increments. Yeah. So like if you're going to retire in 2040, then you could pick the around the 2040. Yeah. And if you're going to retire in 2053, then pick the 20, you know, 55 or the 2050. The risk, the uh, sort of asset mix between those is not going to be significant on the front end. It'll just, it'll depend on the uh, sort of the trajectory of how they shift from stocks to bonds later on. So generally speaking, you can just kind of go one way or the other uh, based upon your preference or whatever your financial advisor advises you on. Uh, but altogether, it's honestly, it's a, it's a pretty good simplified way of doing that. Yeah. So the ones that uh, Anita mentioned, she mentioned the C fund, which is basically the S&P 500. She mentioned the S fund, which is smaller and midsize companies. Mm-hmm. And then she mentioned the I fund, which is non-US international companies. Yeah. So basically building... Uh, diversified stock-focused or equity-focused portfolio um, is kind of what they're doing in this instance, which um, not including any bonds, which depending on age, that may or may not be something somebody wants to do. Uh, What I would say is regardless of your age, if you're utilizing the TSP, look at the target date fund that you would invest in for your age and uh, potential retirement. And then ask yourself the question of why would I allocate differently from that? Mm -hmm. So if that fund, and we won't worry about the S&P small cap international for the moment. We'll just say stocks and bonds. Yeah. But if if you looked at that target date fund and it was 90% stocks and 10% bonds, and you're thinking about making your own allocation, then just do your homework and figure out, well, why are you shifting the allocation if somebody's already sort of done some of the work to say that for roughly this age, roughly this is a good allocation. Again, they're using rules of thumb because they're just backing into that via the the estimated date of your retirement. Right. But it's a good starting point because somebody's done a little bit of math at least to get For that. sure. And I think a lot of the time in this industry, we talk about age as a determination, not not the key determination, but one of the factors in determining what your risk is. So when we're talking about stocks versus bonds. So that is the calculation they are running when they're creating these target date funds. And that's why there's different years on it. So if you had a 2050 fund, you're going to be more aggressive. And if you had a 2020 fund that, or 20. 25 fund or something like that, then you're going to be a lot less aggressive and you're going to have more bonds in the portfolio. But they are only basing those calculations on pretty much age Mm -hmm. for the stocks versus the bonds. We know, and we've talked about before on this podcast, that age is not the only thing that goes into factoring those. So it could be your risk tolerance, how comfortable and how well you sleep at night with those funds. And it could be, um, you know, goals. So if you're going to retire, in the next coming years, even if you put yourself in a target date fund for what you estimated your retirement, but that changes over time. So there's different factors and components that go into that than just age. But for a lot of people, I think a target date fund makes sense because you're putting it in something that has your estimated uh, retirement date, and then that'll scale back over time, and you could always change it. Yes. But I, I do really like the TSP accounts and how they invest like you were saying, because it's six funds. And when we're looking at 401ks for folks and trying to develop allocations, 
we look at the expense ratios, we dive a little bit deeper into what's in a target date fund. But essentially, we try to build out portfolios that use simply around those six different areas as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we try to make it something that is simple, but also diversified. But I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. Yeah, a lot of 401ks, 403bs, etc. overly complicated. Absolutely. Which sometimes makes it very hard for us to develop a fund mix that will replicate something like that closely, effectively, and inexpensively. So it's nice when you're starting from a good foundation, yeah. which is what the TSP does. Did we answer? There was like three questions. Yeah, there's there's parts at the end um, where Anita had some outside accounts and yes. rolling into the the TSP account. What's your thoughts on that? Hmm, That would be very situationally dependent. Uh, so I'd have to understand in that specific situation what might be the reasoning for that, what might be the pros and cons yeah. of doing that. Uh because if you yeah. if you just kind of broad general mm-hmm. things, if you have an account with a previous employer and you go to a new employer, you could roll those funds into the new employer's plan, yep. or you could roll them out into an IRA. If you have IRAs, I, can you take an IRA and then put it back into a employer plan? Yes, un- uh, as long as it's sort of designated as rollover monies typically you can do that if the new plan accepts rollover funds gotcha so yes it's an option the things that you want to consider is that in individual accounts you have more access and more control to those funds you shouldn't be accessing those funds and you don't want to overly control those funds you should invest them i mean probably in many cases they should look pretty similar yeah and she mentioned using vanguard target date funds so if you're already accustomed with target date funds the target date funds available in your tsp are are probably pretty similar Mm -hmm. but there's also some strategies for taking money in an ira putting it into your employer plan because then maybe you're doing backdoor roth or some specific strategy that has you have to have that money put yeah Roth conversion is one of the reasons why you would keep it outside of a plan if you're wanting to do Roth conversions along the way. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of plans don't always offer Roth conversions within a 401k. Yep. And so by keeping it out in the individ- in your individual name, you then can convert from IRAs to Roths. So that's something that people might want to consider. But those are nuances that if you're doing those, you've either, and you're doing them on your own, you've then done your homework and understand the ramifications of the choice you're making. Or you're working with somebody who's walking you through that, helping you understand that, and um, really being your partner in that like we would do as we do a financial plan with somebody. Great. All right, Anita, I think that's a a really great question. Um, Keep it simple. That's what we always talk about is is keeping it simple, especially with money that you're putting into a 401k, into a TSP account, into those retirement funds that are there for you for a long period of time that you're growing and building on. Keep it simple. You don't need to get complicated um, with those investments and with that strategy. I need to send us a question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. So feel free to send us those questions. It's an audio question. Make sure that you record it on your phone. Send it in to us. She's going to get a $25 Amazon gift card. Check out our website, DIYmoney.org. We finally have a picture up. 
of uh, of the three of us. Yeah, I love them. I don't care what anybody thinks. Even when I'm 105 and an old grandmother, I love them. So we're going to have to add one with Allie here soon. But we have a picture of, uh, of us up there. We have uh, some blogs and some posts that we're making on that website. So definitely check out our website. Again, that's DIYMoney.org. And send us your questions. Secret to Wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.